to know this by now. This is not something I'm doing on purpose. God will not let me out of Mark chapter number 10 right now. Uh, I, I didn't go a look and He's showing me things out of this text. We're going to read the exact same few verses at the bottom of the chapter. Verse number 46. Mark chapter number 10, verse number 46. And uh, we've preached, it's really turned into a series. Uh, we preached starting off in Mark chapter 6 on when the one who can can't. And then we jumped over into Mark 10 on it's good to be in the way. You'll find that phrase all throughout the chapter about being in the way. And so we, we preached on that and then we got over there and preached on remind me of the blind me. And then Sunday, I guess it was Sunday, wasn't it? Was it Sunday? We, we preached on the mission of mercy. And tonight, I'm going to preach on two words, but we're going to have to read the text before it's going to make any sense, okay? God's given me all this. This is nothing that I have followed after, and I'm not against reading after people and all that. I do that at time to time. This is just what God's given me, and He's given me a different look at this blind man. And so let's look at it tonight. Mark chapter number 10 and verse number 46. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Uh, The Bible said, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Many charged him that he should hold his peace, but... He cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. I like this. And Jesus stood still. Somebody ought to thank the Lord. And commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. Does everybody see that? Be of good comfort, rise. He calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, Rose. Does everybody see that? They tell him, in order to come to Jesus, you're going to have to rise. And so he rose and came to Jesus. Verse 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I want to look at that word rise and that word rose tonight. And in order for this blind man to come to Jesus, he had to rise. So if God will help us for a little while tonight, stay with me and get what God wants for you. I want to preach on these two words tonight, all rise. Any of y'all ever been in court? You criminals, raise your hand. Somebody help me. Come on, y'all. I don't know. Any of you criminals? And so the first thing they do when you walk in is say, all rise. Because the judge has just walked in the building. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege that it is to stand to preach the word of God. Now, Lord, if you don't get on me, I can't preach. So I'm praying, God, tonight that you'll do a work in this place that only you can receive the honor, the praise, and the glory for. We thank you, Lord, for the good singing, the time of prayer, the offering, the congregationals. But now it is my lot, and it is time to preach. And so, Lord, I need you to help me to do what I, uh, God, what you have called me to do, what I cannot do in and of myself. We'll thank you now and we'll praise you. And it's in Christ's name we do ask and pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen and Amen. You can be seated tonight. All rise is my thought. Can I say, uh, first of all, tonight, by way of introduction, just hang with me just a moment. It is here where we know the blind man, blind Bartimaeus, a beggar, has received his sight. If you don't know the story by now, you're never going to know it. But it's still a miraculous event that has taken place. I begin to study that and read over that once again this week. And when God pointed out these words to me, my mind went to a court scene. I I said, all right, Lord, what would you have for us in a court setting? And here's what I begin to do. I begin to look up what the plaintiff would say when the judge walked in the room. Here's what you'll find, whether it be a uh, opening court for a civil case or criminal case or whatever it may be. The the bailiff, I said plaintiff, didn't I? Y'all know how educated I am. The bailiff would say something like this. This is the court of... 
civil case or common pleas or criminal case and he would say this of such and such judicial court it is now in session and the honorable and he would pronounce the judge's name is presiding but he would begin the whole thing with all rise I, I went from there into what it would go what they went through to swear in a witness how many of y'all can see uh, the judge has just walked into town and here sets a criminal by nature there was nothing he could do about being blind somebody help me we were all criminals by nature Isaiah 118 come now let us reason together saith the Lord though your sins be as scarlet there's nothing we can do about our sins Uh, but he said they shall be as white as snow though they be red like crimson they shall be as wool here sets a criminal you and I a criminal but there's a witness I imagine uh, when they were walking through Jericho the Bible said he heard about Jesus so what would the witness have to say how is the swearing in of the witness worded here's what it says the swearing in of a witness says something like this do you promise that the testimony you are about to give will faithfully and this is all Google now will faithfully and truthfully conform to the facts and rules of this court can you give us an honest word that has been proven both faithfully and truthfully as a witness can I say tonight we're a room full of witnesses hey and somebody ought to go back to the day where the Lord Jesus Christ come into your life we were bound up and broken and blind on the side of the road but I'll never forget the day when there was a new judge in town and he came where I was and he called my name how many of y'all know only the judge can do certain things like this only a judge can look at old criminals and say hey all those things you have done have been forgiven is there anybody been pardoned by the judge tonight do I have a witness in the room that God Almighty came by and rescued your soul we ought to have got our punishment we should have died for our crimes but there's a new sheriff in town honey he came by my way and lifted me up he pardoned my sin death and I'm here to say tonight all rise all right the judge has walked into my life and he's walked into your life we know this the Bible said in Revelation 19 11 I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he doth judge and make war hey as a witness tonight I have something to testify about you've got Sunday little help tonight we've got something to testify about you was not with me on the side of the road on January the 9th 2000 I was not where some of y'all were when the judge came by and lifted up the punishment and offered a pardon for your sin. But nonetheless, there's only one judge who can take a guilty convict, wash him white as snow. I say, let somebody testify when the judge walks in the room and he's here tonight. All rise, church. All rise. The judge has came where we were and set us free tonight. All right, I once was blind, but now I see. I just got a few little thoughts on this. I want to try to give them to you if the Lord will help us, and I believe He will. Number one, I want to say, number one, y'all to rise for His presence. Now, I'm almost going to give you a disclaimer. If y'all don't get with me in this message, I am throwing stuff. Songbooks, shoes, ink, pens, water bottles, because we have been pardoned by the judge. And you all rise. Come on, somebody. Hey, if, if you're in a building and the governor walks in, you stand to your feet. If you're in a building and the, and the sheriff, and I believe in that, don't y'all? And the sheriff walks in, y'all to get up to your feet. But isn't it a crying shame that me and you can sit in a building at times uh, and the king of all kings and the lord of all lords walk right in uh, and his presence is made very evident and known uh, and he can't even get a holy grunt out of you and me. I'm trying to tell you, if y'all want to keep what we got, you've got to learn how to rise every day. On Sunday morning, Sunday night, you better rise. On Monday morning when you go to work, he's looking for somebody to rise. Is anybody glad he goes with us? I'm glad he can save them at the altar. He can save them at the house. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you tonight, we ought to rise for our judge. 
and his presence tonight. Verse 46, let's read it together. And they, speaking of Jesus and his disciples, they came to Jericho. Can I say this is not just a uh, just a important uh, event, my friend, but you have to understand. I went all the way back to Mark chapter number 1, Brother Seth, and I followed all that God had done. There's some things in between, but I mean like miraculous things that God had done. Uh, all the way from Mark chapter 1 to Mark chapter 10, I looked them up. And can I say this was just no uh, kind of, you know, uh, halfway important event. Did you know, and you should know, that Jericho is the lowest place right now the lowest inhabited city on the planet it sits 864 feet below sea level but not only is it the lowest place in its altitude it's the lowest place in its attributes Uh, my friend I mean it's a mud pit it's a watering hole it's where old beggars uh, lay bound up broken and blind on the side of the road Uh, and here comes the judge Uh, here comes I mean I ain't talking about the president I ain't talking about the governor I mean the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords is anybody glad he came down to the lowest of lows and he made himself known in your life may I say I'm talking about the man who in Mark chapter number 1 verse 9 through 11 had been baptized by John the Baptist and God Almighty had spoke from heaven and the Holy Ghost ascended like a dove and lit upon the shoulder that's the man I'm talking about I'm talking about the man in Mark 1 12 and 13 my friend who had been tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness and he never gave in one time. I'm talking about the man in Mark 1 23 through 28 who walked into a synagogue to teach only to be met by a possessed man who had devils. My friend and he had to command those devils to come out and they were forced to obey. I'm talking about the man in Mark 1 29 through 31 that walked in the room where Peter's mother-in-law laid sick with a fever and Jesus simply touched her and the fever had to leave. I'm talking about the man. I wish somebody would help me. I'm talking about the man tonight. By the way, he's still that man. Amen. And he comes where we are and he shows up in our service. Somebody ought to rise up tonight. The same one in Mark 1.32 who had been met by a multitude of sick and demon-possessed people and he healed every slam one of them. I'm talking about the man in Mark 1 verse 40 and 42 who took a leper and showed him compassion and touched him and made him clean I'm talking about the same man in Mark chapter number 2 verse 1 through 5 where it was noise that he was in the house and four men brought unto him a man that was sick with a palsy and he seen their faith and he said y'all's faith has made him whole I'm talking about the man in Mark chapter number 3 Verses 1 through 5. Uh, who stood in the synagogue staring into the faces of Pharisees. Uh, and he healed a man with a withered hand uh, on the Sabbath. I'm talking about the man who in Mark chapter number 4 had been fast asleep on a pillow while the storm raged. Uh, and the sea was tossed to and fro. And the ship was now full of water. And he simply got up from a nap. Uh, and he commanded the wind and the sea. And they had to obey him. Uh, I'm talking about the man who in Mark chapter number 5 cast out devils, uh, cured disease, uh, and conquered death. Uh, that woman with the issue of blood, the maniac of Gadara, and the daughter of Jairus. Uh, I'm talking about the man who in Mark chapter number 6 uh, took a little lad's lunch uh, of five loaves of bread and two fish uh, and fed 5,000 men. Uh, I'm talking about the man uh, who walked on water, my friend, and passed, would have passed by his disciples but they cried out out of fear and he looked at them and said in his eye be not afraid I'm talking about the man in Mark chapter number 8 who went to the land of Genesaret and he healed as many as touched but the hem of his garment I'm talking about the very one who cast out devils from afar when a Syrophoenician woman in Mark chapter 7 came and he heard the voice of the mother and he cured the daughter from a long ways off. I'm talking about the man in Mark 7, verse 
verse 32 and 37 who had plugged the ears of the deaf and spit upon the tongue of the dumb and deaf ears were made to hear and tied tongues were loosed I'm talking about the man my friend in Mark chapter number 8 who took seven loaves of bread I know y'all ain't getting worked up but that's my savior tonight he took seven loaves of bread and a few fish and he, and he fed 4,000 men I'm talking about the one in Mark chapter number 8 who walked up to another blind man and he spat upon the ground and he seen men walking as trees oh but God told him to wash them out again and he seen again and clear as day I'm talking about the one in Mark 9 who walked up on a mountain and was transfigured up before Peter, James and John and Moses and Elijah appeared and the Bible said his raiment became shining exceeding as the snow so as no fuller on earth can wipe them I'm telling you all of a sudden honey in Mark chapter number 10 here comes this same man by the wayside by the way of a beggar that beggar didn't have nothing to offer that beggar didn't have nothing to bring that beggar had nothing to offer him and the same man who had been present in all other situations now made himself known to a wretched old beggar I'll never forget the day he came by my way rescued my soul saved my soul I ought to stand for his presence tonight In other words, all rise. That's the man I'm talking about tonight. I hate that it bored some of you, but that's our Savior. You know, they make fairy tale stories. The same one who done just those things in ten chapters just blew his breath on the back of our necks. All rise. We can stand up for all mortal men. We ought to stand up for Him tonight. We ought to stand up for His presence. All rise for who, the one whose presence is unlike any other. And isn't it amazing He's passed by your way? Well, y'all ain't acting like I thought you would. The other night, when I could not get to Lillian, He did. The same one on August the 8th, how many of y'all know what day Shelby got saved on? The same man who done everything I just said passed by your way. Somewhere back in 2015 on the side of the highway in Woodbine in a little old blonde mower insulated panel building with the sides beat out, the parts falling apart and sewage running through the parking lot. Every time it rained, we had to lock her in four-wheel drive to get in and out. But I've not forgot how he used to come by. And he's still coming by now. We're a whole lot further down the road. But he's still the same as he was back then as he is right now. I'm going to rise up for the presence of that man tonight. I've not forgot. I've not forgot. I've not forgot. I've not forgot. I've not forgot how I was walking through that little empty room thinking, my God, I'm a crazy nut. And look, y'all are not acting right. Look around. It ain't about materialistic things, but I'm going to tell you something it is on that side. It is evidence of God's mighty hand. Uh, not just that you're planted in a pew, but look at all God's done for us. I'm telling you, I'm going to rise up for my King and my Lord and my Savior and my friend. You can't come to Him unless you're willing to rise. Till you see Him as what He is, you can't come. Help me somebody. Jesus ain't some little half-length, long-haired hippie with little veins popping out and a drip of blood here, there, and yonder, weighing 80 pounds, looking anemic and weak. He was a man's man that walked on the face of this earth. He was tempted at all points as we are, yet without sin. He could have called all the angels in heaven to come and get him, or he could have thought himself back into the portals of glory. But he went a little further, and he stayed through the pressure, and he stayed through the punishment, and he paid the price so he can come by your way and make his presence known. Somebody ought to rise.
rise up for the judge tonight. His presence ought to mean something to you. His presence ought to mean something. You'll rise for his presence. Don't you ever get over the fact God meets with us. Whenever I can preach like this and you just look at me, we're in, we're in trouble. All rise for his presence. Did you know you can't sing and shed a tear without his presence? You don't let out no hallelujah or praise the Lord and it be right without his presence. Y'all with me? We don't get to come to the altar and see and feel God wrap his arms around us without his presence. This man is the same and he comes by our way every single week. That's why we all rise tonight. All rise. Number two, you ought to rise for not just His presence, but for His power. The Bible said in verse 47, And He heard, when He heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, He began to cry out and say, Jesus, Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. Can I say, ain't nobody else had stories being told about them all around town like the ones that were being told about Jesus. Can I say, just His presence tonight is worth rising for. But old blind Bartimaeus had the faith to believe that what God had done for others, He could do for him. Can I say, this man, Jesus, had the power to do things nobody else could do. Ain't nobody ever walked away from Jesus without experience. Experiencing his power. Can I say tonight we ought to stand to our attention, out of his attention every time. His presence is near, but not just because uh, he's here. But can I say when he shows up, it ain't no telling what he might do next. You ought to rise for his power. It's one thing for him to just show up. How many of y'all know he don't just show up twiddle his thumbs? He's at work tonight. His power is at work in this place tonight. The power of God is evident here. Maybe it ain't to you. I thought, I thought, really thought y'all was just gonna get right in there. Not Sunday morning, you act like you're supposed to. What happened to you? I need a little help. I preached my guts out trying to tell you he's came by. This man. This man. He ain't just a uh, uh, he ain't just a figment of our imagination. He's as real as he's ever been. His presence is worth rising for. But how many of y'all know his power is worth rising? God say it was the power of God number one that attracted you. You know why sinners are drawn to Jesus? The power of God. The Bible said that the preaching of the gospel is. Uh, uh, is the power of God unto salvation. That's why I'm trying to tell y'all we can't have dead church. Number one, God ain't interested in dead church. Number two, I'm not interested in dead church. Number three, I hope you ain't interested in dead church. And number four, sinners ain't going to get saved at the dead church. Number five, why go to church if it's dead? Because the Savior that you're supposed to be celebrating is very much alive. He's alive tonight. You ought to rise up for his power. He ain't taking taking aspirins and scratching his head. He's alive and well tonight. The power of God that attracted you. It's the power of God that adopted you. It's the power of God that will anoint you. And it's the power of God that will appoint you. You'll never be appointed until you get anointed. And you can't do none of it without the power of God. I'm going to rise for His power. I can't preach without His power. I can talk. I can scream. I can sweat. I can run. I can holler. I can do all those things. But I can't preach without the power of God. I can't preach. This book is powerful, but I ain't without Him. Y'all with me? Come on now. Don't die out on me right there. You know what I'm trying to say. Amen. We've got to have the power of God. Can I say we cannot function? As Kenny Baldwin would say, you can't function without the unction. Help me somebody. I'm talking about you ought to rise tonight. All rise for His power. Bartimaeus asked for mercy. I can't get over that either. But he asked for mercy, for mercy could only be granted by one man. He could have he talked to John. 
John couldn't give mercy. He could have talked to the pastor. Can I get a little help, somebody? I can't give you no mercy. He could have, he could have talked to any of them 12 disciples and even them that religious crowd. Nobody there could offer him mercy. But he said, Jesus! Hey, hey, hey. The Bible said and he cried out the more a great deal. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Because he and only he could grant mercy because he was the ultimate power, the judge. Thirdly tonight, this is where I really want to get to. Hope I've not killed myself out before I got here. But I want you, I want you to see tonight number three. And let's look at this thing now as a court scene, okay? How many of y'all know the judge, you've got to stand for his presence. You've got to stand because of the power he obtains. But then you've got to stand because he can make provisions, rise for his provision. Only the judge can make a provision. The bailiff cannot change your outcome. You can pay all the money in the world for a good lawyer, but actually at the end of the day, it's just up to the judge. Somebody help me tonight. I'm talking about this blind man needed a provision made. He was in bad shape and really worse than you probably know about. Can you hold your finger? Can you hold your place in Mark chapter 10 and go back to the law? We're looking at a court scene, so let's go back and look what the law says about a blind man. Look in Leviticus 21. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Chapter 21, and we're going to look in verse 16. I, I hope to God somebody will get this tonight. Again, we're all a type of picture of this blind man. We sat by the highway side begging, blinded. How many of y'all know you could not see or understand or comprehend the things of God, things of the Spirit of God? We believe that still, don't we? All right. You were blind. You were blind. Until the judge passed by your way. You were blind and condemned as a blind man. And he was too physically under the Levitical law. Let's look. Leviticus 21, look at verse 16. <coughs> if you're there, say amen. The Bible said, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever... He be of thy seed. Now, let me just just so you know where we're at. Moses is dealing with Aaron concerning, and Moses is dealing with Aaron concerning the priesthood. Who who can be a priest? What the family can be? All these things that pertain to priesthood in the Old Testament. Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, saying, Whosoever he be of thy seed in their generations that hath any what. Let him not approach to offer the bread of his God, for whatsoever man he be that hath a what. He shall not approach a what? Number uno. A what? Or a lame. Or he that hath a flat nose. That's some of y'all for sure. You gotta look. Or anything superfluous. Or a man that is broken footed. There's Rod Joe right there. He's out. Or broken handed. There's Caleb. Or crook back. That's my mother-in-law, wherever she's at. She, I don't even know if she's here. She done left. She's outside smoking. A crook back. Or a dwarf. That's Brother Brian and me too. A dwarf. Or that hath a blemish in his eye. That's a bunch of us with these things on right here. A blemish in his eye. Or scurvy. Or scabbed. Or hath his stones broken. Look here. No man that hath a blemish of the seed of Aaron the priest shall come nigh. To offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire. He hath a blemish. He shall not come nigh to offer the bread of his God. He shall eat the bread of his God. In other words, he can be a recipient, but he cannot approach God. He cannot offer to God. He cannot bring anything to God. Only he shall not go into the veil. In other words, the holy of holies, a blind man, a broken-footed man, a scab man, a, a lame man could not go into 
into the holy of holies, nor come nigh unto the altar, because he hath a blemish that he profane not my sanctuaries for. I, the Lord, do sanctify thee. And Moses told it unto Aaron and his sons and all the children of Israel. So you clearly see tonight that a blind man could not make his way to offer God anything. He could not enter in behind the veil. He could not serve God. He could not offer bread to his God. He could not do a blame thing in the sanctuary. But on this day, the judge came by and he made a provision concerning the law. And he said, who those who could know once before could not bring an offering, could not serve the Lord, could not enter into the veil, could not walk in the sanctuary. The judge slammed the hammer and said, come all ye, come all ye, come all ye. By the blood of the Lamb, I've been made nigh because the judge made a provision for a blind man. In other words, the broken and the blemish. Oh me. The broken and the blemish can do more than they thought they could. <laughs> if you be said where he said you shall touch under that law, he was no longer not available. But glory be to God that the judge made a provision and he let a bunch of blind men into the holy of holies. Some of you sitting here tonight and all you see when you look at your life is broken. Hey, I need you listening. I know y'all. I don't know everything, but I know enough. You know what everybody in here is tonight? Broken and blemished. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I find out more every day just how broken we really are. You don't know why we're shouting tonight? We're not for God. Lord, remind me of the blind me. When we didn't have it, oh, I can't preach it like I want to. We've not forgot what it was like to sit on the outside of the Holy of Holies. We've not forgot what it was like to sit back and say, well, I wish I could go in behind the veil, but I've never been able to gain access. I'm looking at broken people, blemished people, that if you've got what you deserve, ain't nobody here, not a friend, could have ever done anything for God. But on the day he came by, the judge made a provision and it opened the door for the broken and the blemished and the blemished. Amen. should have been in trouble and the judge showed you mercy? Come on somebody. Trying to get you to go back to the day when you did not deserve what you're living right now. I don't know what's wrong with somebody. If I don't move you then I guess you need to get a good vision of hell and heaven again. The judge made a provision for you and for me. I'm talking about all rise. Because only the judge can take a bunch of people like us and swing the door wide open. I said, come on. Somebody ought to rise for his power. Somebody ought to rise for his presence. Somebody ought to rise for his provision. Yeah, go ahead. Hallelujah. 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 That God made a provision. God made a provision for you and me tonight. He made a provision. He let the blind man in. And according to that law, we were shut out. Y'all seeing that? Y'all seeing that, ain't you? I'm talking about a provision was made. Lastly tonight. You ought to rise not only for His presence, you ought to rise not only for His power. 
you ought to rise not only for His provision, but lastly tonight, you ought to rise for His pardon. Look at verse 51. The Bible said, Jesus answered and said unto him, this is the judge speaking to the man who had been shut out by the law. He, he answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? Can you imagine this scene? Here he is now. He's blind. He ain't even allowed into the Holy of Holies. And here he is talking to God Almighty in the flesh. What will thou? Jesus said, What can I do for you? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. That, that issue of sight was what condemned him. Under the law. That issue of sight is what made him a guilty criminal under the law. It kept him from accessing the Holy of Holies. He could accept the bread of the sanctuary, but he could not bring... Oh my Lord, I wish to God somebody would help me. He could not bring anything to the table. Some of y'all letting your guilt allow you to stay set back and you're just taking every now and then what God will give you. But it's a good day when I just quit setting back taking and I say I found out God's opened the door to start contributing. It's a good thing. Hallelujah. It's a good thing. Hallelujah. It's a good thing to be able to contribute and to do something for God. What can I do for you, sir? He said, I really don't want to say it, but if you would give me sight. Can you imagine how embarrassed it must have been? It's the very thing that's kept him away under that Levitical law. He could not go to the sanctuary. He could not bring an offering. He said, oh God, I need you to forgive me. I'm blind. Notice verse number 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. <laughs> Thy faith. What did we do to get in? We just believed. Thy faith hath made thee H-O-W-H-O-L-E whole. That means, hey, from the inside out, this blind man was made complete. In other words, listen to me, he didn't get put out on parole. God didn't lock a bracelet around his ankle. That criminal charge, that blemish that, that faulted him and put separation between he and God, it was gone, baby. It was gone. It was all gone. I'm trying to tell you, God pardoned this man on this day. And immediately, how many of y'all know when the judge says it's done, it's done? And immediately he received his sight. This is my favorite part. And followed Jesus in the way. The same way that he could not even get close to before. You know how many people's watching us wishing to God they had what we had, but they'll never get to know what the past like till they get parted. But good news, glad day, happy, happy, happy day. The same God that parted the Bible is the same God that parted me. He's the same God that parted you. He's the same God that parted you, babies. I'm telling you, somebody ought to rise to nothing and say, Bless the Lord, oh my soul.
He, he pulls your record out. Yep. God, I know. Lord, <coughs> five years ago, I messed up real bad, Lord. He pulls your record out. Hmm. What was that date? Lord, do you know when it was? Tell it, preacher. It was April Tell 2012. Tell it. Uh, I need a clerk to come over here. Please look at the record. Brother Josh says he messed up real bad in April 2012. What do you got on the docks? My copy says, party. can't help you. Ain't a preacher in this building can help you if you get over the day where Jesus passed by your way. Call me. And he give you the invitation to rise. You know what I'm seeing these last days? And I'm done, Brother Chris. You know what I'm seeing these last days? Those who used to stand and rise and do something, preach and shout and sing, have took their seats. But nothing's changed but them. The master's still leading the thing. Yes, sir. Mercy's still falling. Thank you, Lord. It ain't on him. It ain't on mercy. Nope. Listen to me. I'll give you all I've got. I have no more left. Master's still in the front. Mercy's still in the back. You need to realize when he washed it away. I beat myself up, Brother Brian. The things I've done. But when I talk to him, he says something like this What sins I don't remember that anymore. Yeah. From the book, by the blood, they've all been Thank you, Lord. 
I got goosebumps on my spine right now, so big you can hop a dirt bike off of Because I know who I am and where yes, I've been and what I've done. Yes. But when mercy walked in, I wonder who's here tonight. The reason you're not in the veil and you're not doing something for God, you let God offer to you every now and then and take from the bread, and I'm not telling you not to. Somebody thank the Lord, He comes by and gives an old beggar a piece of bread, right? But when you get on this side of it, would you get to do something for Him? Yes. And what you're supposed to do? Don't know what God's going to do in you down the road, but what He's doing right now. It's an absolute miracle. Yes, sir. When you're sitting in that bathtub with long hair down your back and hell running through his ears, his mind, his soul, his spirit, feeding himself with demonic out of hell powers and, and desires, thinking, contemplating how he could take his own life. When you're sitting there in that bathtub, you didn't know. Mercy was right on your heels. Yes, and the days you beat yourself up over, brings you down. He looks back at you and behind you he sees himself again. There's mercy. He has no idea what you're talking about. Perfect. God said them here we've just been getting to know one another really well the last couple of months, last couple of weeks. They've opened up some things to them and told them where God brought them from. Isn't it amazing what mercy can do? I'm not going to tell nothing or say nothing. But I am going to make a comment, tell you all a comment. This is our church. This is what God does in this place. Miss Crystal said, you know, she said a lot of churches I've been in over the years, she said, I, I sat there and I, I didn't do nothing. She said, really, it's because I felt like I couldn't. She said, because, you know, growing up, I was the pastor's daughter. How many of y'all know all eyes are on the pastor and his family? She said, to a lot of people where we come from, I was just the daughter who had made mistakes. Yeah. Messed up. And so people don't want to have much to do with mess up, do they? Can I get a help anybody? We're all thrown out sometimes. The whole brain church is made up of people that got kicked out. And shunned. And limited. But Sister Crystal. He says, what's that? Yeah. The time you walk out, here come mercy. And that's why you're sitting in church tonight. What he done, whatever day it was, you got saved. You told me last night. He pardoned you. He pardoned you for them, for the past, for the future. If you look around this room, Ain't none of us. Yes, sir. I'll be doing nothing. But at some point in our lives, the judge walked in. The law said we never get to offer. You know what we're doing? He's tilting beers back, chasing me. You reckon the devil thought he had you in a pretty big stronghold, I believe. But you walk. You open the Bible. You stay behind the pulpit. Preach. Yeah. How does that work? Mercy. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm about to preach. I ain't personal body. He's a member of the church. We love that, Justin. A lot of churches wouldn't let him sit on the second row without long sleeves on. Don't fight me. You'll walk it. You'll walk it. You know when mercy covered him? God don't say one thing. You're telling me right. Y'all listening to me? Trying to help somebody. Some of them dark trails you walk down, I couldn't follow you. Mom and Daddy could follow you. This church could follow you. But mercy is right on your heels. That's why you're sitting there tonight. Yes, sir. Tell the right. Well, man, preacher. The little man, she came to me the other night and just talking to me. She told me, she said, Dad, you're the best daddy in the whole world. 
She said, you're the best. She wrote me a note. She talked to me about some things, and I said, honey, she's scared I'd be upset with her. And I said, no, I'm not upset. I was glad for a daughter to talk to her daddy. Yes, sir. She come to me. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to love you. It's fine. That's what he does for me. She wrote me notes. She said, Daddy, I know a lot of people think I've heard stories about kids having their daddy as a pastor and they didn't like it at all. She said, but I don't love it. She said, it is a major bonus to be able to go home and have your daddy and your I got the note at the house. I probably should have brought it and read it to you. She wrote it to me yesterday and left it on the sink. So when I got it, it was there was a note from my from my baby. We'll talk about kicking Valentine's Day off the right way. Daddy, thank you so much for loving me and loving God and leaving and being there for me. You know why we're serving tonight, Madison Hope? got a good wife tonight. Yep. A godly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope God's helping you, baby. Mercy wiped it all away. We should not be in the sanctuary even taking from the bread of God's table. And isn't it a blessing that He lets us bring something yeah. to the table? Yes, I heard the other day practicing some songs, been singing a lot lately. I wonder how hell rejoiced years ago. Went on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm telling what may have happened. How hell rejoiced. But on this Super Bowl Sunday, she was at the house of God all day. From Sunday school till the night service dismissed. Singing, smiling, crying, worshiping. Only the judge could somebody like that, somebody like this, somebody like that. Only the judge can make provision and say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Brian was talking to me a little bit. And I was let the cat out of the bag, I guess. Uh, Critter's not here tonight, is he? We'll wait till Sunday. If he, he'll be able to be here Sunday. He's going to let him join tonight. Amen. 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 Wait on, wait on Amen. That's right. And I spent probably five or six hours with the family this week. Thank you. Y'all don't know how big deal that really is. Yeah. Right. <coughs> Brother Brian said, Preacher, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, it's been a long time. Somewhere back yonder in the 90s, I guess, what he said. It's been a long time since I've seen the power of God like I had in this church. Yep. Yep. I told him, I said, Brother Brian, I'm no expert on this, but I believe the reason we have church the way we do and God shows up and the power is the way it is is we ain't forgot. Today we just get used to being good little Baptists and we forget that we used to be blind beggars and Ichabod's going over every door in here. And we'll set in our little dead wedge religion. But for now, somebody ought to bless his name. We've not got over mercy. And as soon as y'all start trying to get over mercy, I'm going to remind you where some of y'all came from. It's all so, for invitation's sake and for the sermon title's sake, all rise. Father, we love you. Bless the invitation tonight, Lord, please, in Jesus' name. Won't you come?